Welcome to another segment. Is it segment or episode? What am I going with? Hello. <laughs> Can I do my intro? You don't have to ruin everything in life. Yeah, no segment or intro? Nothing. He did countdown. You're not paying attention as always. Welcome, guys, and thank you for tuning in yet another Thursday with our Mod Squad here. With me, my co-host, Nick Mametti. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. I just had a foreigner call me. <laughs> one, of the, one of the people from the old country. I'm like, hello, this is Nick. They're like, hello. Hello, Nick, you. <laughs> yes, it's me. You are so weird it's, in life. It's, I just literally got off weird. one of those calls. So good to see you. Good to see, good to see you, see you too. All. Oh, my God. Really? Say it again. Good to see you, Carla. I love good you. Good to see you, Graco. I good love you, Carla. Good to see you, Carla. Good to our, see you guys, too. Too. Let's introduce our guests since I'm at it. Hi, Graco. Oh. Hi, Carlita. Hey, Amod. How are you? Hello, everybody. Happy to be here. Awesome. Two o'clock on a Thursday. Thank you. And happy to enlighten our listeners today with our special guest. Who's going to do the intros here? You know, Graco, you need to speak up because I'm not yeah. going to be playing DJ on this board here. You know I mean, you, yeah, no? there you go. You got to put some, put like some this bass. This is not Dale. This is not yeah. like. Okay, put Suave some bass into your voice, please. This is a radio show. This People want to hear something. Please call Everybody me, else you know, can hear me in here. Where did you Graco get that Hefner Highline. jacket from anyways? <laughs> Hefner.com. Hefner.com. Jeez. I'm smoking tonight. Hello. I wear my smoker's coat. Hello, my name okay. is Jocko. If you're going to go and do your little cigar thing, mm -hmm. for all the selfie people that follow you on social media, because I don't stalk you on social media, I'm just saying. Uh -huh. She does, though. She does. No yeah. more posting the cigar thing. It's like, eh. Yeah, it's, it's it, not cool. You burnt it out. I think, I, I, think I did two posts no. well, okay. with no. cigars. Okay, well, whatever it is that you're doing, we should like really... Okay. I mean, it's all good, though, man. From the fan club. All right. But it's enough, enough about Jocko. You want to introduce our guest? Why don't you go ahead and introduce her? She forgot her well, name already. No, I know no, her. I know her I name. No, because he did. I know her. I, I know her name. <laughs> we don't. Uh, today we're actually having a guest who's going to give a real life experience. Her nightmares of today's topic being a, a landlord and buying a property with a tenant, because uh, she obviously has some experience with that. Melissa Diaz, thank you for coming on uh, and and um, giving us your insight and how you've dealt with this issue. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and the whole uh, background. Sure. So I'm a stay-at-home mom for two years, landlord to a multi-unit building in the city of Chicago. What a coincidence. I'm a stay-at-home son. <laughs> <laughs> 42. He really is, though. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> True story. True story. Um, and you've been a landlord for how long? Two years. Two years. Mm -hmm. And now, is this your first property? Is that your first property? It's not new it anymore, is. but... Right. Okay. It would be my first property. And when you, you know... Before you bought the property, the excitement, the whole concept of being a landlord and making money every month uh, as a residual <laughs> income obviously excited you, which is why you want to become a landlord, correct? Right. You're yeah. so anticlimactic. Can we please explain? Can, can, hold on. That was, a good, that was a good question. I'm, I'm, I lead I up to it. I want to start with I know how you just she go straight to me the, and how amazing it uh, was really? working with Trust you. Trust me, I'm going to touch on you in a second, but you let don't her. touch on anything Oh, I didn't know here. this was about <laughs> you. I'll step out. Go ahead. All right. He's like... I was just kidding, Mel. What go made ahead. you what made you want to be or what made you want to go after this type of property originally? Um, so my husband has like this whole plan for us so that he can retire early and we can have, you know, multiple properties in our lifetime so we're set and we're good and we're not working for everybody else and just paying all these bills and never having like a future for us. So we decided to go for a multi unit. Carla helped us find this one. It wasn't even on the market. She called me when I was in Florida. And then we got it. It happened in like five days. She was amazing. It was great. Two Whoa. years later, I don't know if it's still great anymore. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that got really anti <laughs> <laughs> No, but the reason I really wanted to have Melissa come into the show is because it's the first time that we bring in, well, except for George, right? Um, but Melissa is a past client. But more importantly, it's what we talk about on the show all the time. It's like, why are you working for someone else? At that time, um, you were employed and you Correct. were working for someone else and you weren't happy. So when right. we had the first buyer kind of consultation and like to call my intake, um, she discussed her goals and she was looking for a single family and she was you know she's got a family so she wanted to live in the property but then we talked about like what about having something that subsidizes your mortgage um, and you know she does have management in her background and she said eventually she'd want to become a manager and manage properties but now it's become a long-term goal correct correct and this is a way that you and your family are looking to retire and actually ex you know expedite that having your husband retire early, correct? Yes. 
So, um, yeah, it didn't go very well afterwards because I don't think there's ever a, you know, there's got to be some <coughs> education process or experiences that come with being a landlord. It's never going to always be perfect. Well, let's talk about why it didn't go well. Post she closing. didn't say it didn't go well working mm. with Carla. Right. No. Financial. It went perfect working with Carla. Thank you, Mel. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're a landlord. Now you own your house. You have to deal with your problem. Carla just found right. it. You know? Exactly. Right. That was her job. Yeah, it's her job. She found it. It works. It went well. Now, two years later, it's where the problems happen, right? But that's what happens when you become a landlord. You're, you you got to deal with, you gotta deal with what's always, handed to you, it's right? Not it's always not always rainbows and unicorns. Exactly. Right. It's not always hmm. extra money and you're <laughs> safe and you can take a family vacation or whatever. It's now you got to put money in Wait, or you got to fix this or you got to do that. No. <laughs> 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 My safe has been depleted. <laughs> no. Well, that, so, wait. Then that doesn't sound good. Why would I want to be a landlord if you're telling me your safe got depleted? Well, if you like challenges, then you'll do what you got to do, right? Mm. You can't be scared of something and then just stop living that way. Risk reward, right? Right. So no, there's I, I so get it, there's but. two ways to look at it, right? So like Carla said, when I first purchased the property, my goal was to buy a single family home because I have children and I wanted them to have the space. And then literally a week after I closed, I lost my job from a big corporate company. So in my head, I'm thinking if I had a single family home, how am I going to pay my mortgage? Because... Mm. I can't now at this point, but right. because I was a landlord, I was able to actually pay it because of the income that was coming in. Subsidized your job loss. Exactly. And, so I was able to stay home for that time. And that's exactly what I what I talk about when we first met. Like, And, and that's something that I educate because I'm an investment consultant to my clients. And she's a young family. So I always, you know, everybody comes to me with, you know, I want to have a house. I want to have the rooms for the kids. But when you're a first family, you're a young family, you have young children, I always think about, you know, why don't we just tra educate you a little bit and make you into an investor? Right. Because right. first you have your investment property and then you can eventually grow into a single family. Most people do it backwards. They, yeah. Everybody's pushing for the single family. But I kind of wanted to push them a little bit and see if they would be flexible to the idea. And I think once we started seeing what she could get in the, in the multi-unit category versus the single family category and look at the cost of the carrying costs versus how much income she was going to get. I mean, the property is paying itself. Right. But you started doing some renovations to it. Correct. So it well, even with the renovations, the property still paid itself. So up until just recently with, you know, my landlord horror stories that you guys are here soon, um, it was always paying itself, which is why I was blessed to be able to stay at home and be a mom to my kids and my growing family and be there, you know, for my husband and stuff. Um, so it did. It paid off our mortgage and some. And I love it because I, I know the traditional route is always like, okay, what do I need to do in order to be a stay-at-home mom? So a lot right. of people say, I want to be there when the children leaves, uh, get out of school. I want to be there to do their homework. I want to be there to take them to their extracurricular activities. And unfortunately, when we're in that nine to five and we're in these, you know, specific price ranges of income with different companies, you can't give yourself that opportunity. So you were able to buy back your life. Exactly. with real estate as an investment where it was initially just going to be like a forever home you know we're going to build it you know build that white picket fence and live happily ever after exactly. but instead you went the investor route right my first property was a two unit i was 20 years old that was a long I think time, all ago. Of ours, time ago all of my ours first property were, yeah. was a two unit but you know what i like is that not that you wish you got lost your job right after you bought a home that's the worst time it probably feels like to lose a job is right after you take on a brand new big right. debt um, but the fact that it was there to give you some kind of a, you know, cushion or, or I should say at least a crutch, I'm sure you'd much rather have your job back. Uh, but no. it helped. <laughs> well, like, no, one, no, two, three, no. No, you're good now? All right, I'm well, that's good. good. But I like that you said, you know, it's two years, you depleted your savings, um, which is not usually what people want to hear if they're going into the idea of buying an investment property. But I, it sounds like you've been prepared that this is a long game. You said earlier your husband had a plan. You guys want to put your money to right. work in real estate. Uh, eventually grow a secondary business and maybe run for president one day and build walls <laughs> or something. I don't know. That's what they do with real estate entrepreneurs nowadays. But, um, <laughs> and throw paper towels, like you know. But you know, so oh. that's how. He, that's what he does. That's you, what he does. Can we stick to the? No, I didn't not. make it up. No. Okay. But the reality is, is that people are so temperamental, especially people that are younger, like yourself. They want to hurry up and buy the house and sell it tomorrow and make $100,000 in right. two weeks. And it's just this it's, – it's a game that doesn't really exist. It existed for about 10 minutes in 2005, and even then, it, people were still getting burned trying to treat real estate like penny stocks. And when you're an investor or a landlord, you might be in a situation down the road, hopefully your plan calls for this, where you have several different properties. 
one is up for sale now, but the other ones aren't. And you keep, you buy another one after that, and it, it kind of keeps on rolling or growing or whatever the case is. And so you're not discouraged, which is very important. No, and it it took a long time not to be discouraged, to be honest with you, because there has been a point where I've texted Carl and be like, I need I you out. to come look at my house and tell me how much it's worth because I want to get rid of it. But at the end of the day, that never happened because I go back into reality. And so I didn't say I depleted my savings. I said I depleted my safe. Oh, okay. Two different things. Yeah, I don't. Right. I only have one. <laughs> so when, so <laughs> when you're an investor, right? Wallet. When you're investing your money in things, you got to make sure you're putting the money in the right spot and still having some, so that you can continue to invest. So my faith, my my safe has been depleted, but my savings we're still good there. Okay, well, where do you um, hold your safe? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want well, my safe. It's now. empty in there. <laughs> I have faith in you. You have a good head on your shoulders. I'll see you in three years. Where do you hold your safe? <laughs> I love it, but see, just I you I want to go ahead and point that right. So you're saying your your liquid assets are depleted, but they're not gone. You didn't go right. and spend them on vacation. You didn't go and spend them on clothing. Right. They're invested into the home because we bought a property that wasn't turnkey. It needed work, and exactly. so what were some of the uh, um, what were some of the upgrades that you did to the home? So we bought a multi-unit building, as we already said, right? Um, we did a whole remodel, pretty much on our first floor. So brand new floors, or we refinished the floors. Um, we did a whole brand new kitchen, new cabinets, new quartz countertops, floating island, recessed lighting, all electrical. Wow. Um, then we did another apartment as well, all new flooring, new bathroom. We did some new wood flooring in another apartment as well. New paint, new light fixtures, new fans, pretty much everything. Like, we've done a lot. So we put in a couple, a few thousand dollars, if you will, on it. Um, so you've invested into the product, but yes. the product is still, it, it was renting and it was paying itself and you were still making some income because you had, Correct. right? So it was paying itself and you were still making income when you first acquired it. And once you did the renovations, you were able to increase the rents? Yes. So okay, we increased so it's like the rent. The best um, formula yearly. ever. Right. And so our goal too is always to maintain the same tenant, right? Because you don't want the turnover. At Vacancy least, rates. Right. Yep. Exactly. So Every month sucks when you have an empty spot. It does. And you want to make sure that your tenants are happy because if your tenants are happy. Already? <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't have headphones on, but it's time. It's time for. You do? Oh, I didn't see him. Okay. Well, <laughs> then you heard that she noise, right? Oh, I did. did his Lord. Thing. Oh, my God. How annoying is he? You are, you are, you are in he for a nitro question. Do you even have a nitro question for a <laughs> stay at home mom consumer? This, this is nitro different. question is going to be brought to you by Coel Banker and Carla Mina and her squad at Coel Banker. What do you guys call yourselves? We'll just say it's the Carla Mina team. <laughs> it's easier for me to remember. Oh, um, that's so not Eli's? Not Eli's. <laughs> <laughs> brought Stop to you it. by no. Eli's. No, 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 I refuse. No. This nitro question. Is, is brought to you by Carla Mina and the Caldwell Banker team over, well, Carla Mina team at Caldwell Banker. Um, the question is for you. You don't have to answer right now. I'm going to give you 15 or 20 minutes. We'll come back to it later. Uh, but the question is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Nick. It has gone speechless. No, I'm going to make this one easy. We're not going to do a tough one. Do a tough one. She's no. a tough cookie. Have you met her? No, but I, you know, I want to ask the tougher. I want to ask her a ask question that's related geez. to being a. a a person actually on the streets doing it, or a landlord. If you could take one thing that you wish you could take back, one thing that you did during the process of being a landlord, whether it was you know the wrong tenant or how you screened them or or over whatever it was, if you could take one thing and say, God, I wish I had that back, that would be a great do-over. Uh, what would it be? And that's the nitro question. But don't answer that now. Okay. Think about it. You got 15 or 20 I think minutes. I know this. Right. Look, she All knows right. the answer already. She's I do know the if, answer. If we get back to you and you're like, I wouldn't have hired Carla Mina, yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will reload your safe. No, tell him, tell him how I saved singles. you no. from another no. agent. She, hi- she hired and fired a whole bunch of people before she got to me. So I recommended Carla to many, many people. Actually, she sold to my sister and to my best friend. So... She's doing something right. Oh, yeah. And I wonder who did that loan. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to go there. You don't. (laughs) Look at her. That's a whole different conversation. She wants to come into the studio for that, and it's not going to be nice. Um, So let's keep it PG. So I have a question. Family. Oh, you have a How many units do you have in your building? You're so mean. Is that you a, are so mean. Because <laughs> it's a multi-unit. Why is that a mean, mean question? Yeah, I wanna, um, how many units do we have in the building? Because Graco likes Two, to nudge people. He likes to so poke and be annoying. Two, three, or four. I'm going to refrain from answering that for legal purposes on we- ongoing case right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so not to hurt my case, I will not answer that on the air. What Sorry. was it? 
when you bought it? <laughs> was it a zone two unit, three unit, or four unit when you bought it? How did you finance it? According to the appraisal. By the way, that's, that's going to be, that's okay. reported anyways. You can't right. hide well, that. Yeah, I know that. But it. according to the appraisal that we looked over, it was what? What was it A multi-unit. A multi-unit. Yeah. What the? <laughs> what? A two, a three, or a four? Two. Uh, two. Okay, that's all I'm trying to get with at. With two accessory two units. Unit. With two accessory. Okay, it's a legal two unit is what she bought it as. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm not asking what you did afterwards. All right. And it was, do anything it, was, afterwards. it was being used as a four unit because it was fully rented. Correct. And we before um, she bought it though. Before yes. she bought yeah. it, and Mel, bought was, it. Mel was actually able to take advantage of it and as an owner occupant and was able to get really good loan programs a uh, product for that, um, and so she didn't have to come up with a lot of money down right for the property. Right. So and she still had four units. So one of the units had to vacate for her to occupy in order for her to fulfill her, you know, like the terms of the loan that she was using. Two of the units had to vacate. Two of the units the, had to right. vacate. Right. And it was it was crazy because it was an estate sale. So it was a really mm-hmm. difficult transaction. But we went, you know, we mm-hmm. navigated through it. Um, did one of those. Estate sales units. are the craziest, right? I and mean, all the yeah. leases were expired. It was a real nightmare. It was really tough. And the property came with tenants, which was really difficult. So right. that's where it takes us here. And I mean, I'm not going to say that you're always going to have those experiences, but I think it's a learning process, right? When you were a landlord, it's not always going to be great. But as long as you have that income coming in, except this one is affecting your, your extra income. Right. So the tenants that were originally there when I purchased my building, they're no longer there. But with all of that chaos that we went through during closing and stuff, I think it's really funny because actually they became my compadres. <laughs> Your what? My compadres. For it those that translate Spanish, translate. you baptized a child? No, no, no. They baptized my child. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The tennis that you couldn't stand in the beginning? Right, exactly. Which Are is you funny serious? Yes, they oh became, my God, how cute is wow. that? So it was just kind of like a blessing in disguise for us because they became like family to us. You know, they cooked for us, always had cafe con leche. Like, she's an awesome I feel cook. guilty because, of course, <laughs> I was trying so to increase I. the rent. Where do you, I want to come over and get some cafe con leche. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are really Latino today. You know what WGN stands for, right? What? White Guy Network. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nobody understands what you guys are saying. <laughs> well, I'm, just step up. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I understand. I love that though. That's great. Yeah. So it became a really good story at the end of everything. So all that chaos that we went through in the beginning, all that screaming and yelling and negotiating that didn't happen. (laughs) It was great. See, I love that because I mean, I know that I, I just like to make sure my clients are going to be in a safe environment. They're always going to have the up and up when it comes to negotiations and leverage. So my biggest concern was for her to take on this project when the tenants were grandfather in with very low rents. And my goals for you were for you to have like, you know, optimized your rental yield. So, of course, I wanted to make sure that the leases had an end date and that they weren't going to be there for a long time because they were really at a discount rate. Right. Yes, they were. But they were related to the homeowners, weren't they? Correct. Yeah. The grandkids of the original owner who sold the building to us. Right. And sometimes, of course, you're going to negotiate some awesome made up rents for your in-laws or, you know, family members are going to stay and remain in the property. But my client's buying it and she needs to make this an investment property and she needs to generate rental income. But then they moved out. You had a vacancy and you brought in this new family. Right. Correct. Um, All right. Before we go to going back, going back. I mean, the the topic is about landlord or I should say, you know, taking on inherited tenants that are a nightmare. But, you know, to kind of touch on that before, okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, going back to that, usually a tenant, when a, they know that the title has changed and the ownership has changed, they're prepared that a new landlord could either raise the rent, kick them out, not renew their lease. I mean, they're mentally engaged for what could be bad news for them, uh, period. I mean, or the landlord might be moving to a massive family and going to put their own family in these right. units, and who knows? So, I mean, tenants shouldn't really be shocked or want the old deal they have their that's lease and that's all they tenant, have right i mean comes right with the, that's what the comes risk. with the, yeah exactly so you got a caller we do how do i do this technical stuff uh-huh that's why it's you got the big chair don't patch it in hi you're listening to market overdrive hi guys who's this hi this is connie i'm just calling in because i'm a big fan of the show i love all the personalities and especially I'm always learning something <laughs> Actually, yes, Carla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just calling in just to go ahead and um, just share some um, recent experience that I had with um, selling um, selling a condo that was um, tenant-occupied. So I just kind of wanted to go ahead and cover my lessons learned, I guess. <laughs> you, you bought a condo that was occupied by a tenant, or you're selling one? No, I um, recently sold my condo that okay. was um, tenant-occupied, okay. and um, 
it wasn't just regular tenants. These were um, the tenants happened to be um, I wouldn't call them friends. I would call them more of a, like acquaintances. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can think about it that way. <laughs> they were exactly. <laughs> but um, just wanted to. For, for, I guess the first lesson would be, of course, always listen to Carla because she's always right. <laughs> um, as, <laughs> As soon as um, as soon as they moved in, Carla went ahead and asked me about. Um, she knew that I was going to sell the condo the following year, so um, she asked me about um, security deposit and also making sure that um, that I had all the you know correct documentation in place, lease and whatnot. So I got the lease done, but um, I didn't um, ask for security deposit because I figured, hey, they're friends. Oh lord! <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Wow. <laughs> Everything. Not asking exactly. for a security deposit. Girl, that's like walking across the street blindfolded. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. I learned my lesson, mm-hmm. trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, of course, a year later, um, the lease is up, and I um, I go over that, you know, my, my future plans. I plan to go ahead and sell the condo, but, of course, I'm also trying to, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and accommodate them, and I'm not trying to kick them out. I'm just giving them a heads up that it's going to be, you know, put in the market soon, and um, I'll work with them, you know, until they find a place like, told them not in a hurry it's just happening this summer so um of course um they took it the wrong way um they wanted to go ahead and um initially buy the condo then that didn't end up working out and then after that they were just kind of like (laughs) a little bit bitter they kind of just wanted to sabotage like the wholesale until they uh, moved out so Mm. of course um every time that carla tried to show the property they um always try to um get out of, um, you know, showing the property, um, even though she had um, people scheduled to view it. Um, and then um, in addition to that, um, towards the end, of course, when they moved out, they um, didn't end up paying the, um, they ended up leaving and they didn't end up paying their last month's rent. That's crazy. So, so yeah. So, Connie, thank you so much for listening and watching and calling mm-hmm. in this afternoon. Um, I want to showcase something, though, with respects the difference between Melissa and Connie. And there really isn't a difference. It's just that they're both investors, right? They came in. They came to me as buyers. They wanted to buy something that they could own or occupy. But I turned them into investors um, because Connie bought this condo. And then eventually she decided that she she was going to move in with her boyfriend. So she used it as a rental. She kept it as a rental. But Connie, do you remember what you bought it for? Um, yes, originally got it for two thirty five. It was a short sale. And what did I sell it for this year? Um, three fifteen. Three fifteen. Wow. And I'm serious. Yeah. This was badass yeah. acquisition <laughs> because she right. bought it and we she held on to it. What did you, how much did you put into the property? Um, it was all aesthetics. So, I mean, towards the end, um, maybe like around, I would say like 25 to, yeah, like 2000 to 2500 $2,500. We had multiple offers. Right. I had about 48 agents outside trying to show this property. And when right. I met with you, Mel, right, I was like, okay, you're going to get a lease. You're going to get these people to, you're going to get background checks. You're going to get credit scores. You're going to get the whole nine yards. Like same process that your um, lender put you through is the same process you're going to put your tenants through. And Connie didn't listen to me because she wanted to be nice. (laughs) And she had her friends or colleagues or whatever move in there, and she didn't even take security deposit. And these Mm -hmm. people became her, what do you call them, frenemies? Yeah. Yes, they're, they're now my frenemies. We're no longer Facebook friends. So. Oh, that's oh. official. She did not go bother yeah, them. You guys must be really pissed at each other. Exactly. It's serious. Death. And it turned out that I actually knew the tenants, too. Of course so. they were. Carla put them in there. It's like Carla's brother and sister. No, I didn't know them. Oh, I showed up, and the guy didn't want to let me in. And I had, like, all these people waiting to see this property. We listed it low. And what of do you course, do when that happens? What do you do as an agent? I went crazy. Okay. And then they let you show it? I went literally crazy. And I told I told Connie she needed to step in because um, I had given them proper notice and I had documented the times when I I basically told them on Saturday of that week that I was going to be showing the property between a certain time or open window that Thursday. But this is just to show you the nightmare that can become a the, – the tenants can become a nightmare right. if you don't do your due diligence and follow procedure regardless right. of whether you're renting to your sister or your brother. <laughs> I wouldn't rent to Nick. I would never rent to anyone in your family. <laughs> well, and, and in addition to I that, like that. right – Go ahead. Right from the beginning, you need to go on and explain to them because Carla went ahead and bent over backwards for the schedule. Like when he was like on tour, and then she was God knows like planning her wedding, doing all these other things, and you were very very flexible with their schedule. And I mean, 
from the beginning, you need to go ahead and explain to them what their, um, you know, what their rights are as a tenant. And that way, you know, they know their limits and they also don't take advantage either because they definitely went ahead and they <laughs> they took advantage. And, yeah, it was it can it was, sabotage it was, the investment, right? Because yeah, at this for time, sure. She was going to tap into her equity into the property and she was going to liquidate the assets. But they were getting right. in the way of doing that. As, as an investor, you have to protect yourself from this. And you only right. do that by setting up a contract and making sure that, you know, you give them the tenant handbook that I gave you so that they, they have the rules and it's everything's outlined so you're running it like a management company would. I would right. just walk in day one and be like, hi, I'm your new landlord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not going to renew your lease, so you might as well start looking now. Don't you Is just that change? what you do? You just won't renew <clears throat> no, leases? No, he just changed the I locks. Did, depend, you know, there's been some new <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Right? You heard about that. I one. love that story. That's I did something. I That's the best story ever. You know you what? Can't sometimes say that on the air. did you really sometimes, do that? Sure, you can. I don't have a real estate license. <laughs> I don't even have that property anymore. You? I'm not even so, going to say anything. Connie, I, I, I was saying by Connie. Back Connie when I was 20, to get to back to work. <laughs> I got oh I got one better than that. Back when I was 20, I had somebody who wasn't paying the rent, and they were a husband and wife that actually. Do we keep Connie on the phone still? Connie. Thank you, Connie. No, we're gonna let Connie go. I don't know if Connie's there, but make sure. Connie, I heart you. So I had a t- I was 20 years old. I, I rented to a husband. And I was actually a boyfriend and girlfriend. And um, they had two kids. And the wife, uh, the girlfriend wasn't even on a lease. It was just him because he had good credit. She said she didn't. And he just wanted to be the only one on a lease. So, okay, great. I did the, all the proper things. And then I find out, you know, rent starts going late two years later. And I still, I, I go over there once. And it's just her answering the door. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, I go there again another month. And now they're 90 days behind. And I'm like, okay, I can't do this anymore. So I took the advice of my parents. They're like, oh, go serve a five-day notice. you got to go to the court, this and that, and whatever, whatever. And I got irked. The judge is like, you're the landlord? I'm like, I'm there all 20 years old looking like I'm 15 back then. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm yes. sure you look 35 and, and No. And so anyways, um, you know, the process was really long to get them yes. out, you know. And every time I kept going back, I noticed that dude's not there. So finally I'm like, where's your husband or your boyfriend? We broke up six months ago. Oh, Ding dong, that's exactly when let, rent started going late, you know. So I'm like, you don't have a lease if you're in here by yourself. And so then we got in this whole thing. She kept kind of so the boyfriend controlled the playing income. me around about when she's gonna pay me and supposedly she's gonna pay me. Finally, I just lost it. I went in there. I knew she was gone. I just started throwing all her stuff on the front lawn. I'm like, no, girl, you're not coming back in here. I had a couple friends with me. Do you know I have a license, right? We're literally throwing. I is don't endorse I did. that message. I did this. You're not I was in 20 Yale. years you're old. You're not in Yale. You're not in jail. I told, one, not. I told one tenant back then, too. I'm like, look, if you don't pay me, pay up the balance of your rent, I'm just going to I'm gonna change your lock on Monday. Melissa, don't listen to anything. He paid. He paid. You, you can't do that, Nick. You, you can't, can't do that. But I, here. as I a landlord, say, I can totally understand how I said this was 20 years ago. Your anger could get the best of you. Did you live on the property? No, and that's something I wanted to bring up, actually. Um, it's probably going to be easier to be a landlord when you don't live on a property, believe it or not. Because when they're right above you, it makes everything awkward. You it have to does. be compa- a little bit more compassionate when they're late. You have to be on top of something within two minutes if there's an issue. Oh, you're right upstairs. Why don't you come and fix the faucet right here, right now? It's like... I don't know, I'm not home yet or, you know, whatever right. the case is. No, so. I agree with you 100%. So I've actually been looking. So my husband and I want to get another property, mm. but. I know a really good realtor. Yes, who are. Like a legal two unit? <laughs> like a real legal two unit? No, so my <laughs> unit is legal. There's just some There's just one legal not. unit. <laughs> it's a legal one unit. It's a legal two. I locked doors 20 years ago. You in lawsuit <laughs> right now as we speak. But she's going to tell your, her story. I'm teasing it's her. Not her. It's not her fault. You it's fine. It's not my fault, actually. Actually, some of it has to be blamed on the city, and they took fault for that already because I've been working with the city to fix it. But like I said, I'm not going to really touch on that part of it just because it's an ongoing suit. <laughs> so I don't want to say anything I shouldn't say on air. Um, but for the record, as a landlord, I've never taken a security deposit either. So I don't do security deposits because I just find like it's too much of a hassle. Mm-hmm. I do move-in fees. So everybody you. who comes in, it's just a move-in fee. You pay it. You don't get it back. It's, that's it. It is what it is. The city of Chicago was a real pain in the ass with. Um, well, I mean, you could get sued for exactly. twice the uh, security deposit. Right? More than twice. More than twice. More than twice. So a lot of being a landlord, you find out that your tenants have more rights than you do. Right. Which sucks. Mm-hmm. Right. But you just kind of have to show some grace and just kind of go through whatever's handed to you at that point. But for my story, right, my horror story, if you will. Let's do it. Oh, have, you're answering the nitro question. Um. No. Because <laughs> I asked for she's, a horror story. She's telling her story. You got that ready for me, question. though, right? 
Yeah, My nitro question is almost ready. Okay, go ahead. Do you want me to answer that no, first? No, no, go ahead. Do your story. Okay, so I do have a tenant currently right now that um, moved upstairs on my third floor. Um, haven't been paying rent since June. So that sucks. So in July, we did, like, the whole court thing. We tried to evict them. Um, that's kind of just, like, kicked me in the ass. I'm assuming we can curse because you did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's all good. We'll <laughs> edit it out. When it goes on the podcast, it'll be, like, gone. Okay. So, yeah, we... Um, Pretty much we're in court trying to evict them, you know, just pretty much trying to get a move out day. Because like you said, it gets kind of awkward when you live in the same exact building as these people. And yeah, we're in October. They're still there. Um, There's a six week backlog in the city of Chicago. You know, actually, I'm not anymore. Look at her face. I'm not. I'm not. I've accepted it. It is what it is. It's a business. It is. It's a business. You got to show some grace for whatever is happening in your life. You have to have some faith in that whatever is happening is going to make sense at the end. Right. So. All in all, it was a blessing because I learned something through just investing because I did not do probably the application process the way I should have. Didn't do a background check. Just kind of took the word of, yeah, you got some money coming in. Cool. I'm going to get paid. But then at the end of it, looking back, I probably should have been more thorough with that whole process. Right. So that way I could have saved myself some headaches. But that's not the answer to your natural question, by the way. Don't worry about it. We got time. Um, So we're still in court right now trying to get these people out. They're still not out of my home. We're still paying for their water. Thankfully, we don't have to pay for the utilities. But water does come expensive, right? Especially if you switch to the meter because mm-hmm. you have no control over how much water they're using, which sucks as a landlord. Then again, the faucet running all night long. Mm. Exactly. So sure. as a landlord, oh, that again, would kill me just to spike. <laughs> well, it sucks because, you know, as a landlord in the city of Chicago, you don't have a lot of rights. You yeah. really don't. Even when it comes to just the water bill in general, they don't care you still have to pay for it and it all falls on the landlord so they can spend i mean i've had a water bill come up to six hundred dollars for two months wow Wow. two months that's crazy that's not normal you don't have coin operated washer and dryer i don't but i also don't let people use my washing machine because i'm just a germaphobe like that (laughs) my building i live there no one's touching it so then they have to go to a laundromat yes okay that's not a part of the deal okay but um but you haven't collected rent since june you said haven't collected rent since why is it taking so long though they lost income. You need me to go over and change some locks? <laughs> no. No. I no, don't need you to do that. It's all a joke. Oh, my um, God. I mean, the eviction process is 60 to 90 days at most. Right, unless you find squatters wait, wait, wait. that know how did to you get, get Did you get an attorney? No. Okay, there's your she problem. She represented no, it's herself. Not. No, it's no, not. It's not. It's, it has nothing to do with um, having an attorney. It's just all the loopholes. So you have an allotted amount of time that the city allows 90 people. days at most. No, because if you, you go in, Cook County levels. rule is 90 days is at the most that they'll allow a tenant in there with proper filings. And, and That's not true. If a tenant shows up to court and they say they weren't properly served, they can extend the court to another, another day. Two. You, correct. So, so and then you, you got to go back and show proof that they if were properly served. If you give them a five-day notice, right, and then they come back in 20, like you get a five-day notice and they give you somewhat like maybe a third of the payment for the rent. And you're like, okay, fine, I'll take it goes back and kicked don't back take and restarted. it so you don't you don't you don't right take there's, it. Just, there's just a lot of loopholes in the court system if you will because it there really is right so mm-hmm. they didn't get so we served them their five-day notice properly nothing wrong with that except they chose to say that they didn't get served by the process server so then they asked for an additional 14 days so of course right. that extends it 14 more days so. and then they came in and then they got legal aid and then after the legal aid came in they pushed it to another courtroom so and mind you they can, call, they can call 311 and get free legal services free legal right. aid um i would have recommended that you give an affidavit of service and in that affidavit of service you would have stated you oh know, we did person five foot red hair whatever whatever and we did kind of say who that person was it's carly no <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you no. show by four and then you give <sighs> that to the judge but you did that we did everything we did and all of that how do they get around that it's a system that we live in. It's the city of Chicago. Honey, it's I know about systems. No, I know. Every, every city, process, people so. are watching and listening that even the burbs have different rules. Right. And so every city, every suburb has something different for tenant rights. So, you know, you should always check into that before you just buy a property. But it's tougher in Chicago. There's no doubt about it. Well, Chicago it has the Illinois Landlord Tenant Ordinance Summary. And I highly recommend if you need a copy of that, inbox us. What's her email address? Info at marketoverdrive.com. I don't think so. <laughs> right, Sanchez? Is that what it is? Okay. I thought it was a Gmail 
No. It's the no. one you use all the time. How do you not know what it is? <laughs> I don't know. Just emails. <laughs> but, yeah, we have a copy of that. So if anyone's interested in becoming a landlord or is currently going through the process, we can give you access through maybe more. The attorney on our show can provide, you know, the, the legal leases or the application process. I mean, the application process has become so streamlined, too. I can't believe you missed some steps there, Missy. Because you're very the diligent. learn. Yeah, I, and that's funny because I am. I'm extreme. You know how I am. Very, very diligent in the things that I do. But you know, again, it is what it is. And I'm just when I met her and her sister, they didn't smile the whole time. It was painful. <laughs> I sat down with them. So my name is Carlina. So what is it that you're looking for? And she was like, a "We property. were on a mission <laughs> to get a property. There was no she time was to angry. smile." I was like, like okay, "On a mission. We're on a mission. We got to get it done." You want to listen to your smack? <laughs> no, they had something else under contract, and they had, you had a single family under contract, right? I had a single family with a coach house yeah. under contract. Yeah. Oh. In a very rare area that I really wanted to be in, and it didn't happen. And then I fired my realtor. Share the and story. Why that. didn't it happen, though? Just so we can learn. I think it's just through experience, right? Um, again, it was an estate sale. There were three errors involved in it. Um, it was really just the agent who kind of dropped the ball because she didn't like make sure that she got all the signatures from the heirs and then like the other agent was giving her the runaround saying that there were signatures it was just this big back and forth too much trust put into it and then at the end of the day it just kind of fell through so basically they had accepted your offer your verbal negotiated you negotiated verbally an offer and you agreed to it a price and then the no it was on contract too it was it was pending it was right everything was on contract the only problem was is that one of the heirs would not sign it would not sign off right. on it. But exactly. they still sold it to someone else. Yes. From underneath you. Correct. So by the time your realtor called for an executed contract or an accepted contract, um, they had already given the property to another buyer. Right. For more money, of course. So it wasn't the air. It was they were buying themselves time so they can get a higher bid and then they it was, kicked you out of the deal. Yeah, it was a lot of things that gone wrong on that deal. Yeah. You as an agent you have to follow up and you want to make sure that you get that contract back and you don't wait two to three right. days to exactly. get an executed contract. Exactly. They want to sell as much as you want to buy, so you know, you have to do your due diligence. Uh mm-hmm. Nick, where are we? Can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> I was responding to somebody. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. She's like, I can't believe you throw my furniture out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She still you follows you on you social media. You didn't pay your rent. <laughs> well, no, friends. she's Michael Mondale. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening, though, at least. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I think it is time. It's 2.40. We only got about five to ten minutes late left before we have to wrap the show Wait, up. So Nick, let's get to the nitro question. No. <laughs> let's get to the nitro question answer. You got to answer it. The question was, if you could have one do-over as a... As a um, Landlord. As a landlord, something you could take back and Landlady. redo it. Landlady. Uh, what would it be? My appraisal inspection process. From when you bought the house? Yes. Really? When I bought the house. Explain. Um, so when I bought the house, I did not really, and I'll take blame for it because I should have probably been a little more thorough to check out the appraisal and see what the problems were and stuff like that. I kind of just, you know, skimmed through it. You mean the inspection report? Inspection the appraisal is a little bit more vague. The appraisal is a little bit more vague. The inspection is detailed. Yeah, all, well, all of it together. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I finally got into the building and we're doing renovations and stuff, one of our contractors hit a gas line, right? And that gas line made the gas company come out. We learned at that point that even though the building has two meters, only one was properly working, which then in turn came out to being that me as a landlord, I had to pay gas for the whole building because the other one was completely shut off. There was no way to connect it unless I get somebody out there to completely like reroute all the lines, which was going to cost me a couple thousand at the time. And I didn't have the money to do that. So at this point in time, I would suggest anybody who buys houses or just buildings in general, just to make sure that there's all these meters for the proper units that you're going to get and stuff like that. Um, Done the right way. Done the right way so that you don't have any issues with having to up the bill or, you know, have the bill for the rest of the time that you're living there. So we don't have a separate meter for common areas, which sucks. So mm-hmm. even if we move out, like the unit that we live in pays all common areas, our unit, first floor unit, and that could get pricey. So how do you fix that with rent, right, with being fair? So right. eventually in the long run, we're going to have to hire like an electrician, get another meter out for common areas, get another meter for just um, gas itself and you know figure all that out so that would be my one thing that i would do over it's just that portion that one caught me off guard yeah you wouldn't expect that i I wouldn't have expected that one but i mean i think it's maybe because i would just assume we tell everybody on every show to 
review your inspection report. Some so stuff is minor. You I'm shouldn't total, even be worried about it. But some stuff is major. No, right. I, we, so we get it. As a first time buyer, I would have never thought to look at those things. Now right. that I'm a little more, you know, in it, I would totally do that. But as a first time buyer, anybody who's going to first time buy, that's my number one advice. So yeah. like even when my best friend bought and my sister bought, I was like, make sure you check this, make sure you check that because that's what I didn't check. And at the end of the day, it cost me more money than I wanted to cost me. And it's going to still cost me money to fix it, but it is what it is. Well, let's just rewind, though. Is it really something that's that detrimental? Because, like, if you found this out, you read your inspection report, you knew it was in there, that this could be an issue. She didn't, though. But she did Hold on. Here's what I'm going at with this. Mm-hmm. And you realize that it was going to cost a couple thousand dollars. Would you have not bought the property? I would have probably negotiated with the sellers at the time to try to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, because. But was it a breaker? A deal breaker, period. Would you have walked away? No, but I think you could still negotiate that somehow. This is true. In there, okay. right? Especially if you have a good realtor like Carla. <laughs> so it would work. We negotiated a lot of stuff. In She's great to until she refers tenants. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't refer her that tenant. She didn't refer the tenant. She did this on her Connie, own. But she... Connie sounded upset. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't refer her that tenant either. I, like, groom them. I educate them, and then I send them off to the world. She go does. become landlords. Go make money. Oh, call me when you're ready to buy something else. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when you're doing an inspection, of course, you do have to do your due diligence. And you have mm-hmm. to forgive yourself for that, right? Because it's really something that it's so difficult. I mean, you had three meters, and one of them wasn't properly hooked up is what you're saying. Right. So well, I have three electric meters. Yeah, three electric meters. And mm-hmm. then, like, you know, the inspector comes in, and they check the meters. And, I mean, I don't even know how much time they even – There's take. a gauge on there that's constantly going around, and it's telling you – But was you it working at the <clears> – <throat> no, it wasn't even working when you first moved it. It was just like – yeah, that's I know something what you're that saying. could it's be moving. easily missed, though. Yeah, I mean, but the inspector should have caught that. They should have caught that. Yeah. Right. And then you go into, I mean, we had a lot. Of, that was an estate sale, and we got it for a really good so deal. So I think, right, and I think a lot of it, too, has to do with the fact that people lived in the building, so it's going to be missed, right? Because inspectors going around all this furniture, all this property well, and stuff like that. So, Mel, when we were shopping, one of the, the one thing that you did want was separate utilities, and I always told my clients, yeah. three okay. bedrooms, right, is what I wanted. I wanted three bedrooms on each floor, and not I, but I tend to buy for you like it was for myself. Um Three bedrooms, right, because you can optimize the rental yield. And when you have three bedrooms, it caters to families, and families tend to stay longer, so you avoid vacancy rates. Um, And then, of course, separate meters, because you don't want to – some people can keep their heat at – I mean, I love it at 90, at 80, and it's nonstop. And truth be told, truth be told is, you know, you're evicting somebody. They still got to pay their utilities, so you don't got to pay for them. So it doesn't hurt as much, right? No, but, yeah, you have to do cover their utilities. you got to keep it at a certain uh, temperature. Well, I'm saying, like, so the people that I'm evicting, they cover their own utilities because they have a separate meter. And oh, all of theirs is run that. electrical. Right. So you would want a separate meter when of you course. buy. So that if you do get in that situation, it doesn't hurt your pocket as much. Right. Because right now I'm just not getting the income for the rental, but I'm also just paying their water. It's not like I'm paying their gas and their electric and stuff like that because, thankfully, they have their own. And so if they want it, they got to pay Unless for you start it. with landlord-tenant war, and then one yeah. locks the door, the other one starts which, running the water all day. And don't mess with me, Which brings me to, if I could have, like, a second quick nitro question. You've had your um, chance. If you, as a landlord, acting landlord, not buying the property, because mm-hmm. that was really, like, before you even became a landlord, is there anything you would have taken back? And you're going to have to answer this one quickly. I wouldn't move into the property. <laughs> you wouldn't move into the property? No. Okay. That's, well, yeah. under that loan I program, could, you would have had to. You would have had to under yeah. that program. <laughs> but m- from here on out, you'd prefer to just buy them as investments and not have right. to them. But to answer your question quickly, probably just more thorough background checks, if anything. Yeah. Just, yeah, you know, check to make sure they didn't get evicted before, which, unfortunately, if I would have done that, I would have known that this would be their second eviction. Uh, yeah. Right. So mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. be more thorough on the background checks and income detail and all that. Whew. It's crazy. It's tough. It's tough because we always talk about like, oh, why don't you buy a multi-unit property? And everybody's buying multi-units. I mean, there's a scarcity. I can't. I have multi-unit buyers who are, oh, we've been shopping for like six months and it's a bidding war. It's crazy. Everybody wants to do it. You bought it a really good price and a really good time. And my lot is unique, so it's great. Yeah, you have a wide lot. And yeah. The thing that nobody ever does and they think we're just being difficult on the financing side. Every time we underwrite these, though. We deduct 75% of the projected rental income for the year. And it's for a lot of reasons. Right. It makes but sense. But the main reason, and, and some people will argue with us and say, wow, you're, you're really giving, like, when it comes to income. Because in your case, you're saying you're going on six months or four months right now? 
June. Okay, Five. June is October. Right yeah. at twenty five percent of the year is already gone. It's four right. months is gone. Um, yep. So if they go another month or so, we're starting to dip into sixty percent of the income is all you receive for the year, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing these and you're buying these, you should really stop doing the napkin math and looking mm-hmm. at you know ev- the full amount of rent on a regular basis and truly, truly take into consideration you'll never get the full amount of rent. Because even when a perfect tenant leaves, it might take you a month or two to re-rent it out. Right, which so is that why, full year didn't happen now, right? Right, which is why you have that safe savings. Right, right. You put where, all that where in is there. that safe again? <laughs> you still haven't given me the location that's safe. Where Maybe is that? Maybe off the air. Maybe off the air. <laughs> out there. All right, Don't do it. it. He changes locks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless you want to make him a compadre too. No. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. I mean, but do you? What do you? What do you? What are your intentions now? Where do you go from here? So we are looking, like I said, to buy another building. Um, this little hip gut has not scared us away from continuing to invest because we really want to continue to invest. And then once we find another property to invest in, whether it's in the city or maybe on the outskirts of the city, then we'll probably look for our forever home. Yeah. Okay. Want to buy 40 units? Condos? <laughs> no. Okay. Just try. <laughs> Just thought I'd try. You know, Rocco, you got anything to sell? She, want, oh, she wants to invest. I'm trying to get rid of my investment property right now. All right. Well, Ten. let's just wrap this bad boy up. It looks like <laughs> no, uh, Carla. Well, I mean, what are you doing over there? I'm calling Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's like really it's just not. No, it's just not working. It's just not working. It's what are you talking like, about? You're always not paying attention. Nope. This is like the you're, first time you've gone I'm not MIA in the middle of a show. I'm not. I, I was checking emails for the person that wants her clothes back. I don't know what was your joke. What was your stupid ongoing joke? Let's wrap it up. Two forty-seven. Wrap it up. You wrap it up. I was communicating with. The viewers on Thank you for listening media. to Market Overdrive, everybody. <laughs> Thank you to Melissa Diaz. Thank you for having Carla me. Carla Vino, Coa Banker, Nick Mametti. Of Ilon. Of Ilon. Ilon. That's, that's actually... <laughs> that's I, where we work. I, I, <laughs> you work yeah. So you're looking for a new place, see, Graco? Shout out. Make sure that she gets the right services um, officially. Cause hey, actually, I might have a two-flat for you. I where? might be selling mine. What two-flat? Two like, we'll talk about it off-air. Can you believe this guy? <laughs> All right, I'm going to wrap this bad boy no, up. You've been listening to Market Over. What? Carmen who? Carmen is calling now. When? We have an event. We it are promoting way next over. She should have called already. No, it's, tw- right. it's 48 and after. Okay, so we are going to go live on location next Thursday. We are going to be at Stewart Title in Naperville in celebration of the Illinois Associations of Realtors and Agro. Patch her through because Nick is always in a hurry. Carmen. Yeah. How are you, love? Nick's just like trying to speed up the process. He never lets me enjoy myself. I didn't think you'd get a hold of her. I thought she was busy. Hey, Carmen, no, how you doing? I am here. Good. Good. How are you guys? Good. Good. Tell us what's going on. Good. I mean, it's, all, it's all about Carmen, you right now, Carmen. Carmen was at the hey. National Association of Hispanic Realtors event right now convention, correct? Yes. Yes. So I was at National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, came to Oak Brook, got some work done. I need to be at a 345 appointment. And right after that, I am running to a Women's Council of Realtors West Suburban event tonight, right after that in Naperville. Busy, busy you, working you, mom. Did you take any coffee? <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me how many cups I've had but that's the point the point is that I get it done I get it done but I want to send a huge shout out to you guys because the energy is electrifying and not only is the energy electrifying you guys that you guys bring but the content the content that you bring is also amazing it's so helpful and you guys are doing like a big you guys help the industry so this is awesome so thank you guys well thank you we Carmen, are... tell us about that event that's coming up next week. Yeah. Yeah, so Stewart Title, so we are having a grand opening, Stewart Title, next Thursday, the 12th, uh, from 2, p- 2 to 8 p.m. in our Naperville office. So what it is is we not only are opening offices, but the concept is we're opening offices with big, very spacious, beautifully designed closing offices so that all parties can go in and enjoy the atmosphere and everyone, including the real estate agents, buyers, sellers, families, can all fit in comfortably with Wi-Fi and, like I said, beautifully designed. So we're having an amazing grand opening and Market Overdrive will be a present. Do you have a big throne chair for me to sit at when I do my show? I don't usually I, work outside of the WGN studios, but I'll I do this because I love you, Carmen. Set up for you. Thank you. you are I have so a whole painful. studio set up just for you. That's what I'm you talking know, about, Carmen. Just, so Nick is going to do the show in one studio, or one in one conference room, and we're going to be in the other. 
Yeah, we're going to have Mark and I were driving one office, and that's right. They're going to put Nick's name on the other office, that's and so I'm he's going to take over. He's going to have his own Nick's room. Just like the, the Rock, I am room? the most electrifying news broadcaster <laughs> today. Well, what it is is Nick's a little shy, so we have to kind of you <laughs> no, know work wait, with him. Wait, he's Nick's a little shy. shy. I am so yeah, I'm very shy. But, shy. but I, yes, I, he is. I just do this for my fans, the millions, <laughs> hey, millions of the Nick fans. <laughs> no, but it, I do want to encourage all our friends who are listening and watching today, realtors and attorneys. Please come out and support. Thank you, Carmen, for thinking of us. We are so happy to come out and do market overdrive or you know broadcast market overdrive from your stu- uh, from your new space. We're really happy that you've invited us. And what are we? What's the show topic for that? Chicks that kick ass in the industry. <laughs> I love that. I think you like that? that? Let's topic. just do it. Let's just call it chicks that kick ass. I don't like the word chicks though. But it sounds cooler when it's no, like girls. It kick- okay, then. No. Okay, female ladies no. that really what do, do you well. Think, Mel? Ladies <laughs> building like an empire. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be about girls versus boys or chicks I thought or anything. It was. I thought it's, this, you know, board. it's the Illinois Association of Realtors inaugural that day, and okay. we may have Matt stop by and say hello to us, and we're going to be chatting. That would with, be amazing. With some really amazing realtors, it's always great to collaborate in the industry and hear what's happening. Um, we're going to be in Naperville, and we're going to be live right before this event. So anyone who's out and it's going and it's also going to the IA. I-A-R, you can't say that too fast. Inaugural could swing by, say hello to us, and we may interview you. So Naperville. Naperville. Yes, so expect anything and everything. There will be giveaways. There will be amazing catering. There will be um, there, there will be a lot. Uh, we have well, a giveaway from Ilone? We always give away something. What are we giving away, Graco? <laughs> We're on the spot here. We'll, eh, we'll throw in some. We'll throw some. some Don't worry something. about it. We'll have a nine uh, uh, we're doing We'll have something. Uh, Bulls tickets. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some Bulls, Bulls tickets. tickets. Yeah. Bulls Amazing. Tickets. So if you want a Bulls ticket or you want an opportunity to win tickets to go see the Bulls, who are the baseball? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Carla's giving away Cubs playoff tickets. So yes. There. <laughs> yes, but Chris Bryant is getting married, so it sucks. Anyway, um, so we will meet you there. Can't wait to hang out with you. And, of course, Carmen, thank you so much. We love you. Thanks, Carmen. And I love Carmen. you guys. Thank you. thank you so much. Okay, so we'll see you. Don't, and, yes, please, see don't you for, then. Don't forget my throne. <laughs> okay, you Thank got you. it with Thank your you. name on it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, thanks. Bye, guys. Love you guys. Bye. We gotta get going. Melissa has to go pick up the kids. You know she is a stay-at-home mom. People got things to do, things places to, do. to see, people to be. <laughs> people to be. I gotta go back to my work and be a m- owner of a desk. What is it that you do? I own a desk, own a basically. Desk. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show. We're gonna wrap this bad boy up. We will see everybody next Thursday at two o'clock once again. Of course, you can follow us on Facebook forward slash Market Overdrive, or you can go to our YouTube page. All of these shows will be cleaned up and edited, and we'll take away swear words that me and our Mel. guest Mel had Mel. decided to do Potty today. mouth, mommy. Um, ass is not that bad. And <laughs> ass is, is very important. <laughs> what, excuse me? All right. We're, we were wrapping up, but we'll, we'll come back. What, what did you just say? Wrap it up. Ass is not <laughs> that bad. All right. Well, you can find you can find ass, and you can find. No, I'm just kidding. You can find the show on our Facebook page in Market Overdrive, our YouTube channel, Market Overdrive. Of course, oh you can go God. to our podcast. It'll be there. Subscribe to our podcast. We're part of the WGN family. Uh, just go up into your <laughs> iTunes and grab that bad boy. And, of course, you'll be able to one day, uh, well, not one day, but you can today, go to the website and also you'll see a catalog of our show. So other than that, we will see you guys next Thursday where we will actually be live in Naperville, Naperville. at Stewart Title. Yes. Stewart Title, doing a live show uh, out away from my location, sir. You know, it's gonna be very Is that okay for you? I'm gonna bring gonna my chair okay? with me, gonna but we're going to make it all happen. All right, so we'll see you guys next Thursday, 2 o'clock. Thank you.